Unless you take up your cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciples. Name the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus our Lord, this is a very joyous day for the monastic community and especially for you that you have people so dedicated to give their life to pray for you. Don't take it for granted. We have to do everything we can to support monastic vocations. Monasteries are dying. Those young people are not churched as children. They don't know their Catholic faith. The family doesn't pray. And instill in their hearts a desire to be a monk, a priest, or a deacon. They're very worried about their making money. But money will not get you to heaven. In fact, it would be a deterrent, because if you have money, the gospel teaches us we must do something worthy with it. Not be partying all the time, buying all sorts of junk that you don't need. You might even support monastics. It wouldn't hurt you. There's the little commercial. Tidor is very special for several reasons. First of all, most unusual thing, I think I baptized him. How do you like that? Must have done a pretty good job, right? <laughs> I have three points today in the homily about monasticism that I want to share with you. The first is Jesus Christ telling us how to be a Christian. He says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. It's not an easy job. But it's the first rule of monastics. And one other is that you will love your brother. The best way to love your brother or sister is to help them become saints. I tell the monks, I'm going along with this monastic life, struggling like everybody else in it does, but I want holy monks, and you're going to drag me to heaven. And they're going to drag you to heaven. Ephesians tells us about a wedding, what a wedding is. It's a sign of unity to the church. And what happened to Theodore, Brother Theodore, you call him Father Theodore because he's a spiritual father, is he got married today. He got married to the church, to the mystical body of Christ. And he's a special treasure of Jesus Christ. And Ephesians tells us marriage is a sign of Christ's unity with the church. That's monasticism. 
That's just one point. I have two more if you can stand it. Our Lady, the Holy Theotokos of the Virgin Mary, the Hergumena of our monastery, went to a wedding at Cana. She had never had a wedding. She was betrothed to Joseph, but they were not married. They did not know each other, as the Bible says. So is this young man married in a very pure way, a treasure of the church, a treasure of the mother of God in her steps. Think about that. It's a marriage without carnal desire. It's a marriage with a suffering heart. Three things go on in the monastery. We say long prayers. We've had people come and walk out on our prayers, and we just look at each other. We have doubt where they're going, no doubt. The church loves prayer. It's the breath of the church. Monastics pray long hours. Sometimes they don't feel so good. You get up and do your duty. We pray six to seven hours a day in this little monastery. There's four of us, one's away sick. And we have candidates come. They come in some, some week, they only last six weeks. They don't, even last, they don't even last the trial period because they find out they can't do what they want. You come to keep the commandments and to obey so that the prayers may be said effectively. And you must be dedicated to prayer. You must fall in love. Religion is not the rules. Anybody can keep them. It's falling in love with God. It's the first mark of the monastic, the monk is love for learning, desire for God, and the company of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, Paul says, Praise with us when we cannot. And in the priest's prayers at Matins, that same prayer is there. He's trying to tell the priest not to despair. Say the prayers as best you can, because the Holy Spirit is helping you. We're never alone. Say in Slavonic, God is with us. We know him. We know him because on our worst day, he's consoling us to persevere in our commitment to the way. This is the third point for today. It's the last point. Learn to love God through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. How do you do that? prayer and fasting. I always uh, 
prayed and fasted. I always tried to do the best I could. I was a pastor for, what, 50 years? Almost, not quite. Then I decided to become a monastic to make reparation for my sins. And don't think you're without sin. You were born of original sin, which means, in this context, that you're sold and your body and your heart are not coordinated and they're disordered. So how do you get them in order? People come in, they want to get married, they come to talk to me. They're infatuated, they're not in love. A month later, you, they wonder what they did. With God, you know what you're doing. I love Gospel of John. I love Dionysius the Areopagite, who wrote most of this liturgy you saw to create a monk. And he's one from the Apostolic Church. And he wrote the mysticism of the church. We wouldn't know about the angels or anything without him. Don't read the introduction. These scholars are not scholars at all. But read it, if you can. If you have the strength to read it. But you can all read the Gospel of Love. It's John's Gospel. You can all read the writings of St. Paul. Denise the Arapagite, more than likely, was his the apostle. And his name is in the New Testament. He, was, uh, he had the heart of a monk. Unfortunately, I meet people who have the heart of a monk, but they don't persevere. The world is more attractive. Sad. Sad for you, because you need their prayers. So when we pick up John's Gospel, especially he talks about the priesthood of Jesus Christ. And in the priesthood of Jesus Christ, he tells us the relationship of the Son to the Father. He says, the Lord says, from the words of the Father, this is my beloved Son, hear him. Theodore, you're a beloved Son of God, you're consecrated. You're a holy person. And your prayers are what the Father wants to hear. Your prayers are what we all need. And you read John's Gospel. I put him to the novitiate. It was difficult for him because I was the novice master. It's a hell of a mess, isn't it, huh? Got to obey. Got to do what I want. You can get mad and you can get glad again. But you're going to read the Father's. You're going to read the gospel. You're going to understand the gospel because you know the fathers. And you're going to change your life. We contemplate a mystery in Christ. A man fully reformed and mature in Christ.
whose life is incense before the Holy Trinity, whose daily concern is to say the Jesus prayer, who lives, has the livery of Christ which he wears every day. He doesn't take it off to go out somewhere. If we go out, we wear the livery of Christ, the holy habit. You heard me pray over it. It's holy. No doubt, there'll be occasions for him to, you know, not have a good day. It's okay. His brothers know about that. They look at him. We know. We don't say anything unless he asks us. And usually we say to him, well, we'll pray. All prayer is good. All prayer is holy. But the prayer of a consecrated monk, we're told by the fathers, will get 10 people into heaven and sanctify his family. What a gift to a family. Dear monk Theodore, take up your cross and be rejoicing. God has found you perfect to his be a special prayer. And every day when you pray, think of the most holy trinity that you are praying in union with your brother Jesus Christ and that you are the groom of the church and the best the really beloved of the virgin mary you are a special way her son all heaven rejoices today bells are ringing angels are singing because another angel is joined the angelic choir. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.